I heard Ben, Tommy J, Toss me, gonna be, I heard Ben, Tommy J, Toss me, gonna be, I heard Ben, Tommy J, Tommy J, and my shoes are red, strut, Ben, strut, in, I'm with the crew, like Tim Terry. I want to do that, like, where you just like, well, I guess realistically, you wouldn't say one, you would just like start recording one, one, right? Is that how that works usually? Uh, I think that's how they do it on TV. I mean, I never worked on no damn live TV like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is like what Reggie and I are discussing right now is how you count down until you start recording. I just did it. I said three, two, one, and then I hit the button. I was trying to figure out if I would get fired for doing it wrong if I worked on a production. Yeah, just don't do that in front of Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, he would probably curse you the fuck out, right? You what didn't, you? uh, when he worked on Inside Edition and he was saying, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wasn't that where there was a bunch of recordings of like angry white men coming out? Like Christian Bale was cursing niggas out apparently when he was recording. The, the funniest Batman. thing about that is, uh, how horrible that movie was. Batman? That happened on the set of Terminator Salvation. Oh, that did happen. Okay. I remember that now. Um, I didn't watch that. Keeping it a hundred percent with you, so it's a shame that he did all of that for you. Didn't you didn't miss much? Yeah, I figured as much. Maybe he kind of knew that shit was gonna be ass, like while recording it, and he was frustrated, but he was locked in via contract, so he needed to just get it out of his system. He wanted to give it his all, and you move some lights around in the background, and he could see it when he's supposed to cry or whatever was happening. Mm -hmm. He's gonna throw a fit. That's pretty damn disgusting. Um, was it you that I ended up watching this with? But one of the dudes who was in one of the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies uh, said it was like the worst experience of his life. I don't know if we watched that together, but I've definitely seen that. I was just telling somebody about that recently, actually. What a coincidence. Did you see the, so you saw the interview in the video he was talking to. I don't know if he got in trouble for that, but he was talking about how they wouldn't let them go home. They didn't rent large enough buses to take people home after the um, shooting and what they had to spend all of their money and time getting the individuals working behind the scene home. And they were just sitting there and nobody came for them. Uh, so because just to clarify really quick. So Ninja Turtles movies, they have the CGI turtles, but they had real actors playing them in, in real time. And uh, the issue that he was talking about is that, you know, they were all excited to be a part of this movie, but then they weren't treated like actors. Yeah. Nope. Uh, they, they were weren't. like second class. And then, yeah, they would finish shooting and they'd get cars to take everybody home and then they would just be left stranded there. Yeah, stranded there. And the reason for this was because everyone working behind the scenes was paid by the hour. So studios would end up spending more money if they got the actors out first so that other people could go home because they're paying people to be on set. So everyone that was being paid by the hour, they got off first because the pay for the actors was locked in via contract. So even if they just had to sit there for a little bit, like you get what you get and it is what it is. But this just sounded like Hebrew slavery damn near. I was like, damn, dude, you got to respect. I don't know which Ninja Turtle he was. Michelangelo, I'm going to say, fuck it. I don't remember, but I, I think um, it, was, it was interesting to me because he's closer to 40. So that means he like really grew up with Ninja Turtles and he talks about how he was really excited to be in the movie. And then he has that horrible experience filming the movie and then the movie comes out and it sucks. 
Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. uh, it's funny how that works. I can see how he would end up bur- being burnt out on acting in general or working with certain individuals. Um, I think speaking of burnt out, like we talked a little bit last time about career choices and working in different lines of uh, work in general during the pandemic and stuff like that. Did I touch on like restaurant work and how I dipped out a little bit? Yeah. And then uh, where we left off is you, I don't know if you want to divulge this, but you had a couple of different avenues you were going to pursue. I picked up both. um, And I've been doing that for about a month now. One of which I will not disclose because I don't know um, the ramifications of that. And and it's more corporate than I expected it to be. And I don't want to give nobody a reason to get me to fuck up out of here. So I'm chilling on that. But the other one is So you're at, working from home but for Area 51? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the other one is just like a little bit of a, a helping out type thing. It feels like very local um, every once in a while. And it's definitely an eye-opener because it involves being around drunk people and regulating their behaviors and regulating their entry to a place where they can get further drunk potentially. And man, I've seen a completely different side of society that I've, when you're, when you're drinking and getting drunk along with a plethora of people in an establishment or something like that, it's, everything seems normal because you're gradually getting there. You know, every once in a while you may see somebody that's a little bit more lit than you and you'd be like, damn, he tripping, but you're having a good time. But when you're working in a place and people are getting lit and you are not because you're working at a place, man. People suck sometimes, dude. Like, I've had a host of experiences so far that I would like to share. One of my observations is that um, people get really touchy, like, and affectionate at the door. It's like, I'm like, yo, let me see your ID right quick. It's like, okay, cool, here you go. And the amount of people I've had touch me is just, I don't know if maybe I just have a welcoming countenance about myself it's like yeah please caress my shoulder while you show me your id or walk past or call me brother or homie or (laughs) you know what i'm saying there's an attempt to familiarize themselves at the door for whatever reason that i don't understand but it's it's cool because it's better than being an asshole but um yeah when women do it it's kind of it's kind of interesting because like i've had like imagine i'm like yo let me see your ID right quick. And you get like this close to my face. As so I've had to back up a few times, like, all right, like I can't I can't even see the ID from 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 how how close there's no reason for that. And we in pandemic times, you breathing. Put that mask on. What the fuck is going on? But I had my first experience kicking a nigga out last was it Friday or Saturday? I can't recall. But it was fun. <laughs> I have gone drunk with power, <laughs> but it, it was this dude came in. He was sitting down chilling, drinking or whatever else. And he seemed okay at first, was tipping pretty well. And then all of a sudden he just made outbursts about us controlling the government as Americans. And we were like, bro, what the fuck? So he asked one of the bartenders like, Hey, are you American? And I can hear the conversation out the corner of my ear. Ears don't have corners, but whatever. And um, she was like, yeah. I am, but that's not something I'm necessarily proud of. Like, America has done some fucked up shit. 
and I could see a fire, like light in his eye. Like, you know, in anime, niggas get a twinkle in their eye when they found their purpose in life or whatever the fuck or go Super Saiyan. I was like, oh, this nigga about to get started. So I saw him grab his cocktail. And every time he, he got up, I had to ask him to put his mask on. I was like, hey, bro, put your mask on when you get up. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Like, be courteous. And he was chill. But he got up, and I saw him walk down the bar and start trying to talk to the bartender about being American, what it means, and how you should be proud of it, and whatever else. And the room was just frozen, and I was like, God damn it. So, of course, I walk up real smoothly, and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to sit down, you know, finish your drink, and just leave people alone. Just let people do their own thing. I said, I'm not I'm not bothering nobody. Like, why, why are you talking to me about this? What's going on here? And I was like, I'm talking to you because you're the only one having outbursts about being American and doing all these things. He's like, well, it's freedom of speech. And Come I on, knew man. which, yeah, I knew which route it was going to take. And I was like, you know what? Freedom of speech, you're right. I'm going to let you know this. Go ahead. Finish a cocktail. That's the last one you're getting in this bitch. Let it be that. And the bartender, the, the head bartender looked at me and was like, it's your call. Whatever you want to do. I was like, yeah, cool. My call. Yeah, you finish that and you're done. And then I just went and sat in the front. And he had several, he said several things afterwards, like under his breath, you know, like children, your mom do some shit and you don't want to like get in more trouble. You just like, I heard words afterwards. I heard February, black people, and I don't care how big he is in that order. <laughs> in that order. But he did get up and quietly leave afterwards. And everybody was like supporting one another. Nobody was hassled. The bartenders were really supportive. They were like, yo, I think you made the right decision. Like, dude, he was he was starting to get a little bit weird. I was like, yeah, I have my eye on it. But I was like, damn, dude. So I've decided like every time I come up or come from work with something new happening, I'm going to just talk about it. Because I'm excited because I feel like there might be some stories and stuff like that. So without divulging... What else you're doing? Are you working? Are you working them both kind of equally? Are you working doubles yeah. essentially? <clears throat> I'm working one double, and yeah, um, I would say I'm relatively working them equally and stuff like that. One is just a little bit more loose, like my time, so it's sporadic with the hours and stuff. But yeah, I'm doing what I can to, to like balance myself. But I do. Know are you that getting only one day off a week or Mm-mm, two? I finessed it so that I would be able to get two. So I'm happy about that. The only thing is. Saturdays are um, my double day here and there. So I'll work 10 to 6 at one and then leave there and then work 7 to 3 a.m. at the other one. So That's a long day. Saturday, it is. But my Saturdays are pretty much locked down. So it's in there. It's turned out to be pretty lucrative. And I have the freedom to do this with you and not be stressed out about what's going on in my future and having to manage individuals. You know, being able yeah, to Yeah, you just to have to shove people. I didn't touch that man. <laughs> I did not touch that man. I don't care how big he is. All right, I'm going I'm to go a little bit deeper. First off, anybody saying that does care how big the other individual is. Cause you've, yeah, because they made note of it. They made note of it. Yeah, and you've said it out loud. It's just like, dude, yeah, I wasn't even going to beat his ass, but I do feel happy that he knew it was a possible outcome. So... I don't know. This is like don't just don't go into places being assholes, y'all. Please. Please. Impossible. Um, but before I get into my first topic, which I think is just fun, um, I wanna ask how you been. Uh 
Well, you know, last month I had a lot of work. Yeah. And this month I don't have a lot of work. Well, that's so there's good. that. That's good. You want not really? Work? I mean, I need to make money. I'm a freelancer. Well, that is true. <laughs> but and, well, that but, is true. Uh, but I uh, I've been uh, helping out on drums for uh, this lady who has a, a goth band for for lack of a better term. I'm not mm-hmm. genre proficient, mm-hmm. but she's um, an actor and a filmmaker and stuff. So That's I'm awesome. gonna have a meeting with her next week. Try to get me some some more stuff because I I have a lot of uh, empty space this month. Okay, I got you. And I got to pay bills. All right, y'all know what? Hey, book Reggie. Hashtag book Reggie. If you need some, you're in the Chicago area. Only, yeah, I think 10 people listen to this now, and they all live in Canada. But, That's not uh, true. I've seen the optics from the last episode, nigga. This is more than that. <laughs> nah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be good. I just, uh, you know, I'm trying to pay this cat stuff. I got what, those what cat, cat bills. You got to pay? Oh, you got cat bills? What, what is it? Like uh, stuff or just food stuff? Maybe I didn't talk about it the the our catch up episode, but uh, I I got hit with like some crazy vet bills for the cat, like pretty pretty up there. Are the babies okay? Yeah, the cat's fine now. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just expensive and abrupt, and I want to just not have that like be paying a shit ton of interest for a long time. I want to just knock it out. Mm-hmm. Do you over have- like, huh? Yeah. I was going to ask, do you have kitty cat insurance? No, because okay. <clears throat> it was one of those things where it's like I can technically afford to do it, so I'm going to just do it. And I think like, a, you know, cat, it's not like maybe if I had a dog, like a purebred dog or something, I would consider getting the insurance. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've had a bunch of cats and I've never had insurance. I've never had crazy bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess since I didn't tell the story really quick, uh, the cat... Um, was having some sort of like stomach issue where like he wasn't eating and he was throwing up and everything. And I, I knew that he had to go to the vet. So I took him to my vet, which is like the cheapest vet in the city. And they misdiagnosed him and said that he, uh, he's a long hair cat. So they're like, Oh, he probably just ate or we did imaging and we see some fur in there. So we think his stomach's aggravated because he was clean himself and just ate too much fur and he hasn't, you know, passed a hairball yet. So then they send me home with some medicine and then like two days later he's like way worse on death's door and because of yeah so and then because of covid everything's crazy like a lot of places aren't taking walk-ins and my place will see me because i'm a long time uh client there but they close early on saturdays and they're not they're like even if we get him in right now and make room for him like if he needs anything we won't we can't do it because we have to close. Like we're not 24 hours and we close early today. Like we just can't uh-huh. do anything. So they referred me to this pet ER and they like just super gouged me. Like, and, and in retrospect, they were shady. Like they were, so they, they're like, he needs this. You need to spend like this much, like in the next hour or he's going to die. And I was like, I can technically oh do it. Goodness. So I'll just do it. And they're like, so they call me every they have some policy where they call you like every 10 hours or something and update you. So like whatever I'm getting the updates, like, Oh, he's doing great. He's doing great. Mm-hmm. And then like predictably in, in a scam sense, like an hour before I'm supposed to pick him up, they're like, Oh man, like you can't come pick him up. Cause he needs this emergency surgery. That's like $10,000. And I'm like, well, oh, man. well it's, it's made up. So 
I'm like, well, I don't have $10,000, so I'm just going to pick them up anyway, and I'll take them to my vet and see what they say. And then they were basically like, yeah, uh, if you do that, he'll die, like all this stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, it is what it is. You know what? I can't make $10,000 appear out of nowhere. So pick the cat up, take him to my real vet, and they're like, he's fine. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's rough. Yeah. So... I mean, everything worked out fine, but that uh-huh. uh, initial bill is just like, yeah, I took out like a card for that and I just want to get it uh, out of here. So I've been trying to work extra without like getting a real job. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, in a way it's like cool that it's chill, but it'd be nice to get like one or two nice jobs in this month, but I, I, I might be able to. This dude uh, was hiring for a movie, uh, a short film, and then he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm like really excited, and I like, you know, I'm going to pay everybody. Like, how, how much do you want per hour? And like I told him, he's like, oh, man, that's like a bargain, totally cool. And then like the next day he was like, oh, yeah, I had a, something came up. I can't pay nobody anymore. Are you still down? And I'm like, no. No, nigga. No, I'm <laughs> he's not, like, nigga. He's like, I could give you gas money and, and make sure you, you know, you eat like, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner on the days of no, work. And nigga, I was like, he knew. No, there's a chance he might have known that from the beginning. He, I, like, I he believe he did. His, yeah. He just overshot his budget or something. Uh, I got to assist. Put, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The scammery um, <laughs> pet place on blast as a way of telling people like, hey, don't don't go to this place. Or do you feel it's not that deep? Is your is your call? Uh, so I forget the name of the place exactly, but what I believe is that this is kind of a tactic of pet ERs in general, mm-hmm. because, you know, an ER, whether it's a person ER or, or pet ER, it, it costs a fair amount of money to keep those open because, you know, you're open 24 hours. That means, you know, you have to have like the surgeons on staff and all that stuff. Right. That's why like mm-hmm. not every hospital is a trauma center because it's expensive. Okay. Um. So I think that's just what they do. I think they try to scare everybody into getting stuff done and they prey upon your emotions. And to be somewhat fair, I mean, the initial thing, like he did have to have that initial thing done. But if I would have gotten it done at my vet, it would have been like $500 or something. And at this place, it was thousands of dollars. And then they were like, yeah, we really think you should do this surgery. That's like not really necessary. And my main vet was just like, like i mean you could but i don't think there's really a reason to like it's just yeah. they're like also- you know check in with us in two weeks and he's like nah, he's been totally fine since so yeah and they usually put the pet in a little bit more of a risky predicament when you open it up for no reason that's just yeah i mean surgery is dangerous always every surgery has risk person yeah. animal exactly uh, the right choice the other two things uh i i assisted this guy He's a, a cameraman for television, and he um, he's friends with an ad agency here in Chicago. And whenever he's, they try to hire him for a bunch of photography, and whenever he's available, he'll do it and just get paid like way too much money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked in the, as an assistant for him, which like I just moved some stands around and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. he hired me for one other thing this month. So I, what I think I'm going to try to do the 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 art director is there whenever we shoot. So I, I'm going to try to like cozy up a little more on this next shoot and be like, hey, if this guy is busy, you could mm-hmm. always call your friend Reginald. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I mean, and that's usually what happens anyway when someone brings you into the fold. It's like, hey, we can rely on you. So come on back regardless. We did five portraits of (coughs) people at uh, Uh Sinai Hospital. Yeah. Uh, and he got thousands of dollars That's to take awesome. five people's picture. That's real cool. That's awesome. And I got like uh, a couple hundred for the day just to help him out. And it was like so easy. So when I, when I think of Sinai Hospital, I think of that fucking festival I went to and how I almost died in Douglas Park a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I forgot that uh, I've finally healed from that. It's not as bad as, <laughs> as it used to be. Shit was crazy. But um, Spring Awakening was this last weekend. EDM people who fuck with Yeah, EDM that's music. in the suburbs now, right? I'm not even sure. I know. I think it's in Chicago, actually. Because it here. used it used to be at Soldier Field, and I th- two I know it moved two years ago or three years ago. It might be back, mm-hmm. but I know they moved it out northwest out of the city because there was no. some issue. No, uh huh. Yeah, it got moved back, I believe, because uh. Ended up kicking it with a friend of mine, and he had a hotel like downtown. So they were about fifteen minutes away from wherever it is. So I'm inclined to believe it was still in Chicago. It was nice. It just brought me back to having worked events as EMTs, and I think Spring Awakening was ones were one of the ones that we worked. Lollapalooza definitely was one of the ones that we worked, and the way people acted these things are just. It was like it wasn't PTSD. It was like a fond memory of telling 16 year old kids like you know you're you know you know you fucked up right yeah you fucked up because they couldn't handle their drugs or alcohol at a festival it's like yeah no, please don't tell my mom please don't tell my mom and it's usually white kids it was it was all white kids mainly i'm like all right hey natasha from naperville you know you fucked up right well your parents know you out here oh no please don't call them we just like dude this is this how y'all little motherfuckers begin kidnapped and ended up on the news like as missing or some shit because you left the suburbs and went to Chicago to twerk with lasers in your hand. Like, you got to, I mean, <laughs> kids are going to be kids, but I'm like, damn, dude, this is kind of No, nah, they took up. it too far. I, I, I'm i in a similar boat. I feel like I have these constant reminders, and it's like, uh, I guess it's fond, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's cool. Like, I mean, I, I think it's cool to, to say uh, I know, I'm biased, you know, but like, I don't know. We can say we did that. We were mm-hmm. at Lollapalooza carrying people out, and we don't ever have to do it again. But we can be like, "Oh, I know what that's like. We've lived." Exactly. I I've given thought to getting back into the medical field in that fashion, but then immediately I think like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," because I feel like I don't talk too much shit. Like <laughs> in between having been in it and going back, I feel like I talked enough shit to the point where if I came face to face with certain people or. Whatever else, they'd be like, nah, 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 ot, ot, nigga. Depending on the person, they may actually use the N-word. Um, but just be like, nah, 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 you can't get back in here. Be like, yeah, nah. a small part of me, because I let my license expire. Um, likewise, likewise. And a small part of me was like, man, you know, like the situation that I'm in now, which I mean, it's not a situation, but like, it's like, man, I could go, you know, if I didn't let my license expire, I could go work at one of those places two days a week and make hopefully like 18 bucks an hour now that like minimum wage is 15 yeah it's not yeah we was in the trenches y'all we know we was making about nine before and i'd be like well be like yeah that wouldn't be horrible it's like i'd have a flexible schedule i could work part-time and then that Mm -hmm. could like hold me down and all this extra shit would be gravy it's like you know if i book a gig for a thousand bucks or something it's like yeah Yeah. but uh i kind of i think in a way it's it's nice like to not have that you know because i'm not 
I already know what that is, right? And I think not having that to go back to is forcing me to push myself in this other direction. To do likewise, to do things that you love and do things that you feel passionate about, which is where people ought to be. That's the reason why I left my last gig. So I think it's probably good that we explore other options before doing these things. Um, oh, one last thing before yeah, we move yeah. on. Um, yeah. the, the, the last thing that I've been doing <clears throat> since we last spoke is playing Lost Judgment. Are you familiar with Judgment? Yeah, it's similar to Yakuza or Yakuza. Uh, there's a dude like jumping off of cars and stuffing niggas in garbage cans and beating their asses in the street. How is that? I've wanted to get that for a little bit. Uh, did you play Judgment or no? No, I did not. So this is, this is a sequel to that, and it's uh, I like it a lot. It is probably my game of the year. Granted, I haven't played Resident Evil or anything, uh, but uh, it's fun. There's a lot of stuff to do. Uh, basically, uh, you know, Yakuza is, is a t- turn-based RPG now. They're going in that direction, and then this mm-hmm. is their like real-time beat 'em up thing with it's this other continue. character. Gotcha. Uh, which maybe ending because there's some law issue where the actor might not be able to appear in video games anymore or something because of his entertainment contract, some weird shit. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but this dude is a disgraced lawyer turned private detective, uh, which is an interesting angle. I think part judgment part one, uh, I liked, you know, the personal story about this dude and trying to get redemption and, and, right his wrongs and then part two is a little less about him and more streamlined Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you're doing all the same stuff over again which is nice but uh i would definitely recommend them good uh it's something i would check out because i did i did stop at yakuza 3 because it moves a little bit slower than the ones that came before it so once i get through there because i do want to get through all of them before doing other things but it's just so hard, especially when you well, look at like older graphics. I'm like, oh. I kind of was on that tip because I liked, so I liked Yakuza Zero a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I liked Like a Dragon a lot. So I was like, let me go back and play them, and then it's like, Yakuza Kiwami is pretty dated and tough. Mm-hmm. Like, it, seeing as I played the more recent ones, it's hard to go back. You know, interestingly one of the main things that turns me off is in the newer Yakuza games, whenever you're, you know how you're talking to somebody, but it's like not a cutscene. Mm-hmm. in the newer ones, you can press X to make the text go faster. And I read fast. So I'm just like, yeah, like let's get through this convo. I'm absorbing it. Like in the older ones, I think, you know, Kiwami two and three and shit, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And there's so many conversations in that game. And like, it just drags it out so much. And I get, yeah. I start getting, start checking out yeah but i have i have one two i think it's three and six yeah i got them all i got the whole collection but that shit just drags i'm tired bro we need to do something i'm beating niggas asses in the lemon pepper steppers i got turf shoes on the whole game just fucking people up just kind of cool but I'm gonna make Kiryu it through is eventually. decent. I think Kiryu is a, a, a an okay character, yeah. but I think the dude from Like a Dragon is a, a lot more my speed. Is Like a Dragon the first Judgment game you're talking about? Like a Dragon is Yakuza Seven, I guess. 
I didn't play that. Oh yeah, that's the new. Yeah, I didn't play that yet. I need to. Yeah, I I loved that game. It was really yeah. great. I might uh, I actually borrowed it from a friend of the podcast, G Off. Hey, G Off, uh, what's up? I hope you're doing okay, dude. Last winter, um, and I just like totally binged it and beat it in like two three weeks and gave it back. But I might once it goes down to like twenty bucks on digital, I'll probably pick it up again and do some of the side stuff. But I'd recommend that. I mean. And you don't have to feel weird about jumping ahead because it's a different main character. Nice. Okay. That's what I was told that all of the previous games had no bearing on it. So I will check that out eventually. But I I just need to do it in order for my mental situation. I will feel irked. I'm like, damn, I skipped. But I don't know. It's more of a personal thing. Um, before we also get into my first topic, I just wanted to say that... Uh, you talking about animals and whatever else and taking and going to the vet and dealing with these things. Um, and you mentioned purebred dogs and stuff and animal insurance. Um, Bernese mountain dogs have a lifespan of eight years. I just wanted to put that fact out there. What? How did that? Why is that coming up? Because I was recently looking up dog facts and what breed i would like to get if i got one and what's going on and so on and so forth and i was like damn what's up with these and somebody was like yeah this dog lasts eight years and i was like who the fuck is out here getting dogs that die in eight years that's rough like brand new brand new dogs not used just eight years max is is what you is what you're doing that's that's sad to me you know all these purebred dogs end up with like all sorts of congenital diseases and like <clears throat> joint issues and stuff. Um, I feel like just getting a random ass dog is the way to go. I feel like those dogs just be living. You don't have to do nothing forever. Then dogs mixed with all types of shit and whatever else. So go out and rescue a dog sometime soon, everybody. Um, but cool. The first topic that I want. Oh, this is another episode of Spit Sessions. Oh shit, we got personal and internet stuff. Thanks for coming by again. We appreciate you guys. First topic that I wanted to bring up was earlier. I was talking about people being assholes outside and stuff, but <laughs> I'm gonna share this with you. The uh, dozens of Chicagoans have been attacked by a serial egg thrower. The victims made a Facebook group to fight back. The name of the group was Chicago Egg Hunters. It has 735 members in it, and dozens of them have been reportedly hit with eggs by someone who is usually in a white truck. I'm going to share this article with you just so you can have the visual as I well. I think that's great. I like the <clears throat> egg man. Yes, that's funny to me. That's fucking hilarious. How do you get dude? so mad about like just wash your clothes? Shut up. Like, how do you get so mad that you gotta be like, we gotta catch this guy? Like, I have like a vigilante group. Yeah. I think it's weird that an adult would spend that much time on being an egg pest. It is. It's (laughs) he was up to no good. Um, I'm looking here. Dozens of Chicagoans have reported being attacked by someone throwing eggs from a moving truck. It was a moving truck, literally. Uh, Reports of the attacks have grown so frequent on social media that a Facebook group was formed uh, to spread information on the attacks and to seek and find the attacker they may have done just that so there's a map did you click that i sent it via facebook um let me see the map here there's a map and it's a map of where the egg attacks happen 
and where people saw the white truck involved or where people found cracked eggs. Damn, he's getting everywhere. <laughs> Do you Dude. see this? Do you see? He's covering like the see? whole city. That's the whole dude. city. That's the whole city. He's going from Evanston, like all the way up north, all the way to like, or actually, he's not going all the way to my house, but he's getting to basically from Chinatown to all the way up north and then to like <laughs> Logan Square. Scroll down. There's a, a video posted by the Black Club Chicago. It's a video that says Chicago Edgar strikes again. Um, it's nine seconds long. <laughs> Did you oh, there's no sound. There's no sound, no. Did you see how he whipped that bitch? So I bring all of this up uh, because... <laughs> Did you see how hard he threw that shit? I bring all of this up because... <clears throat> oh my goodness um the driver fired by company is facebook group tracks down serial egg thrower uh they found him and they made him pay the ultimate price and just 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 <laughs> got him fired i guess no but i don't think anybody pressed charges or anything like that wait so they they tracked him down and got fired yes yes so i said? shared that second article yeah it's an nbcchicago.com article um, oh man yeah the egg the egg dynasty He's, is done see for. this is less fun <laughs> i thought that he just had this truck for no reason a moving truck and he's just driving all over instead yeah. he's just like i guess while i'm out i may as well throw I some was. eggs <laughs> yeah he was on that bullshit while he was driving around um <clears throat> ooh, excuse me <clears throat> so um yeah no it's I'm looking at this uh this person's account. My first reaction was like, oh my God, that's the truck. That is the truck that I saw, said Melissa Binge, who was hit with an egg last month with her friends near Broadway and Sheridan in Chicago's Lakeview neighborhood. Quote unquote, I feel like a really cold, like sticky substance all over me on my face, my hair, my shirt, she said. Then we realized someone had just thrown eggs at us. <clears throat> the Reports range from the far north side into the city south side and have been identified on the map created by the page creator, Mosh Tasmat. Um, Tasmat discovered the egg attacks have been going on for two years through data collected on his Facebook page. He said the group tracked down the truck's license plate and found out who owns it. Uh, quote unquote, we had a conversation and they confirmed that they owned the truck and they were going to have to sit down at the end of the shift with all the truck drivers to debrief and figure out who was responsible, Tasmat said. On Thursday, an announcement in the group released a response from the company saying the driver had been terminated. No injuries have been reported thus far, according to the police. Anyone with information is asked to contact police or submit a tip to see. I'm not going to say the website because I don't want nobody snitching. Um, People are lame, man. It's the end of it's the end of an era. It, it, two, he, two years is a good time. A good amount of time to be able to do that shit because we all know white people love pressing charges and I snitching just... on niggas. He he got two years worth. So shouts out to him. You know nobody got hurt. He he did his thing for a little bit. Was he a menace? Yes, but he didn't do any real damage. Um, two years is a long time. I mean, he didn't need to go that hard. But at the same time, how <laughs> how could you care so much? Like. If I stepped out of my house and got egged, I'd be like, oh, they got me. And then I would never think about it ever again. 
<laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I would have to get egged like five times before I'm like, okay, like we got it, you know. At that point, the nigga would have to have a personal personal vendetta against me and keep egging me to not feel safe and to take it that far. I'd be like, you know what? Every time I'm outside, eggs just come at me from random directions. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I would feel like a personal threat. But if random people have been getting up, hit up for the last two years, like it was, we we should treat him like the old Navy uh, preacher man at this point. It's, but it's funny. They're spending their time. They're analyzing this shit like it's the fucking JFK assassination. Yeah. Like oh, speaking of white which, truck headed northbound, and then the egg came from a eastward direction. Yeah, they were super serious with that shit. But I'm happy that this was brought up because um, they found out who the Zodiac killer was. This is like actual. Yeah, recent, I did see that today. Events, yeah. So it was a nigga named Gary, which yeah, it was just a dude, out. which it's is a little. Yeah. At, you know, it's just a dude, and he's dead. So it's like you he, may as yeah, well not did. even solved it. It would have been so more like, fun damn. if you didn't solve it. In fact, like let the mystery be there, but it's so many movies based off that shit. But yeah, that nah. main movie was good. Did you see that? Which one? The Zodiac? Was Jake Gyllenhaal in that one? Who was in that? Uh, yeah, Zodiac was the one Jake Gyllenhaal was in. That movie was right good. Here. Nice. Damn, was Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry too? Was that based off Finding the Zodiac? Uh, no, the dude was <clears throat> just called Zodiac. He he wasn't the Zodiac killer in that. I've seen that movie. Okay, I got you. But um, yeah, nah, it's stuff. Well, coming to an end. But yes, the the murdering and finding who out who did that, finding out who did that shit. Comes I to hope an they end. don't the find DB like, Cooper now. Don't ruin Cooper? that too. The author? <laughs> no, no, not the author. The nigga who jumped from the plane. Right? Yeah, uh, I, I think about that sometimes. Who's who are you thinking of? Are you talking about I Kiss was, the Girls? Who did Kiss the Girls? Uh, no, I was thinking about some crazy ass author who did a bunch of drugs and wore sunglasses and smoked a lot. Okay, I forget the name. Oh, um, the guy who did Fear and Loathing, right? Yeah. Um, and let me see. They should have never gave me computers. Hunter S. Thompson. I don't, yeah. Their names are vastly different. I don't know why I thought <laughs> they were the same person. My bad. It's, I guess it just sounded like a generic white dude name. So I, I immediately assumed that's what it was. So that happened. Um, in other Chicago news, we never talked about R. Kelly being found guilty of sex trafficking. And um, apparently the charge is going through. So that is going on right now currently. And I don't think that's done because he's also facing charges, not just in Chicago, but Minnesota, um, St. Louis. Basically, the nigga was going on a tour doing this shit. Just everywhere so i think he has to go to several courts in order for that to play out the way that it should well good uh, it uh it sucks that we don't know any sort of sentencing anything but uh i wonder if they're gonna go public with the sentencing because it's a minimum of 10 years i think right i have no idea <clears throat> but i mean there's so many victims are you talking about minimum of 10 for each victim and there's like dozens potentially yeah i i, I would think so this ain't even though it's big enough to be like a, a class action lawsuit damn near with how many people have been fucked up but i think i guess it depends on who comes forward like because there has to be several counts of that shit i um, uh i hope he follows through on that when he was saying he was going to expose all these other people that he's not the only one that's going to go down that's what i was going to say i do think we gonna see some names get dropped um because he not he not going down by himself 
And there's been a whole bunch of enablers. And I think there's been a community of individuals that kind of protected him and let him just get away with certain things. So I think people's ball sacks might be tightening up a little bit in fear of what is going to happen. Or we could just see a lot of niggas getting clapped. But this ain't no Jeffrey Epstein shit. Like, R. Kelly ain't got shooters like that, I don't think. So it's just going to be playing him snitching on niggas. Whereas that Epstein shit went super deep. He was kicking snitch it with politicians. God. Yeah, snitch God. That shit was kind of wild. Um, but we, I'm happy to see, I don't know the sentencing, so I hope justice is served and stuff, but. Um, How old is he see. now? Like 50? Yeah, that nigga in his 50s. Uh, Kim Fox, the top prosecutor in Chicago who announced state sex crime charges against him. There in 2019, told me she believes R. Kelly convictions are monumental for the Me Too movement and sends a significant message about whose stories matter. Gotcha. Kim Fox is somebody I would willingly be talking to. That that crazy, but like, yeah. Oh, he's 54, so I mean, he might he might be out of here, like for real. Yeah, for real, he's done Uh, with no chance of probation. That nigga gonna die in there. So, um, if he dies, he dies. I suppose I was at I was working and one of his songs came on randomly on shuffle and I realized I hadn't listened to an R. Kelly song in a very very long time I'm I'm still surprised like like I'm always saying I didn't realize that he was really a a big national thing until whatever age because I just I grew up with R. Kelly just assumed he was more of like a I knew that he was famous right he had a song in Space Jam and shit but I thought like people i i I thought my sense of him was influenced by me being in chicago and so it's just crazy to me like i don't feel like he has i mean look he's got hits i'm not going to dispute that but like i'm not sitting here being like oh man it sure is a shame because he has legendary songs such as it's like he's had songs that were hot for you know a summer or two but like eh. it's just weird exactly it's weird anytime anybody wants to go to bat for a weird ass celebrity that they don't know, especially when they're a scumbag. Uh, but you know, something like this, it's like trapped in the closet was, was that was a fun summer whenever that was, but it's like, who's listening to that seriously in 2021. Yeah. It's not that serious for you to and be like, he didn't read. do that. They setting him up. Yeah. YouTube is taking down all of R Kelly's official channels after the singer was convicted of sex trafficking. So that's the most recent occurrence on that. So if you, you know what's crazy, what do you remember when he came out with Fiesta Fiesta and people were saying molester molester? Yeah, that was I a do. long time ago. I had to be about twelve or thirteen when I had we we been, been, been known. We've been known for a long time. Everyone has kind of known because we are at the age group where we would kick it with or be around individuals who were like, "Yeah, R. Kelly was a kid with the other day." Or this high school, or that high but school. But that was before he the the video, the P tape came out, right? Molester, molester. After Fiesta came out after the P. I think which came first, the song <laughs> or the <laughs> the song or the piss? I think I think um, Fiesta. I'm gonna look it up right now. R. Kelly song by R. Kelly. Oh, that came out in 2000. And then R. So it came Kelly out around the same tape. time, I think. Yeah, that was around the same time, actually. Because that, that shit dropped 
<laughs> when he dropped TP2.com. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Shouts out to the uh to the uh to the jury and all the people getting the fuck up out of here. We can't have that shit going on. Um carrying on from that though. I guess most of my shit is like local now that I'm looking at it. This is random going off from R. Kelly into this, but there's a hot hot dog stand challenge going on from the official Vienna Sausage like website. I'm going to share that with you. I was going to ask if that's something that you would like to take part in because you get points for each what? hot dog stand and stuff. I just shared it with you. Okay. Vienna um... Beef Hot Dog Stand Challenge. So the contest rules. Vienna Beef Hot Dog Stand Challenge official rules are no purchase necessary. You must have internet access in order to participate. So number one, promotion description is the Vienna Beef Hot Dog Stand Challenge. It begins on August and ends. Oh, this shit ends in 11 days. There's no way. The promotion consists of a challenge where wherein eligible entrants will have the opportunity to win prizes by visiting, participating Vienna Beef Hot Dog Stand locations such as a location and collectively location. Oh, this why is what's all this legal talk? What is happening? I just want to know what the they just want you to go to a bunch of hot dog stands. Yeah, apparently so. Um, oh, just eat as, at as many participating hot dog stands as you can. This, but I mean, this sound unhealthy and in a bit. They're I'm all gonna, gonna do it anyway. They're gonna taste the same. <clears throat> you would think so, but I, I highly doubt that all of them will taste the same. Some of them are, are different stands do different shit. A little bit, but like if you're getting a, if they're sourcing it from Vienna Beef, mm-hmm. and it's a Chicago style hot dog, it's gonna be kind of the same ish. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to go to ten different hot dog stands to get a this Chicago is, style hot dog from Vienna Beef Factory. This is a lot of legal talk. Uh, but you know they you... always have that stipulation: no purchase necessary, and all that. And I don't understand what that's about. That's one will be crowned the Vienna beef top dog. I guess it's just a title that you win. Never mind. I don't want to do this shit no more. And then you got little Hall of Famers at the bottom and stuff. Nah, I ain't doing that shit. I'm going to go eat it for, for regular reasons, but I'm not going to go on the Vienna beef tour after having. I always forget tours. that there's one uh, in Bridgeport now. There's a Vienna beef jingling in uh, Bridgeport now? Yeah, and they have the. Uh... Like a cafe there. They close oh, early nice. at like four or five, but you could go and get, get you a, a nice hot dog. Nice little hot dog. Okay. And they have sales on the meat up in there too. They got they sell the meat butt naked? They sell the meat as is? Yeah, you could get, because, you know, Vienna Beef makes, I think they have their own Italian beef. They have like pastrami, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. They make other sausages. One time they gave me some stuff for free. Oh, really? Because it was going to expire. Nice. And they're like, you can just have this. They gave me like mm-hmm. two packs of sausages. It's a nigga to drop by my gig and drop off bagels. I'm pretty sure it's because they're about to go bad. But bagels last for a bit. Yeah, he be dropping off mm. whole bags. Everybody just be eating them hoes. Bagels last, nigga. I mean, they might go stale here and there, depending on how they're kept. But like Einstein, bagels and shit, they, one day they just be ready to throw Is that where they're from? No, that's not where they're from. They're from uh, a Jewish bakery of some sort i believe deli stand or something like that <clears throat> delicatessen i'm not sure what the proper phrase is for it but the hoes be busting with the jalapeno cream cheese strawberry cream cheese regular cream it's i like, like bagels so a lot i like them so much that i never eat them because a lot of bagel places are trash oh really 
Or have you gone yeah, to like a Dunkin' Donuts there? bagel. That shit ain't really good. Like compared to a real bagel, there just aren't a lot of real bagel places. That's accurate. We're, I, we're not in New York. I, I didn't have a bagel until the age of fourteen. That's my first time having a bagel. <laughs> why? Why you? Why is it this like vivid landmark? Because I it's remember like the, biting into it for the first time with cream cheese on it, not knowing what to expect. And this is like that I J. Cole song, flabbergasted about him getting coochie for the first I, time. I never did this before. What? What, what, do you, did, what kind I of bread was this? Did this before I, I ate that shit, and I was like. Damn, a whole new world up and up before me, filled with breads and cheeses. Matter of fact, the only time I had had cheese and bread together were like government cheese on white bread sandwiches. I've never, I feel like I've been down in the dumps, man, and I've never gotten government cheese. I've been on food stamps and and all sorts Mm -hmm. of shit. I've never had a block of cheese provided to me by the government. How how is that? It's pretty terrible. It doesn't melt for shit, really. And if you do successfully make a grilled cheese out of it, you don't get the the cheese bowl that you get in commercials. It's 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 like play doh but edible. It's pretty it's pretty bad. I ate so much of it that I thought government cheese was a brand. I thought it was I thought it was a brand <laughs> named government, and they had the G on it. And I was like, oh shit, is lit. Is is government cheese? It's pretty pretty horrible. Do they still so, make government cheese? I don't know. I've never encountered. I've never been to somebody's house that had government cheese. I've never. Had it myself, so it's like a cheddar that doesn't melt. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, it it you have to do a lot of legwork to make that shit melt on any surface. It's almost resistant. I don't know if the the preservatives that they put in it like make it resistant to heat or something like that. It's like venom, venom, venom. It's like real sturdy <laughs> shit on a on a slice of bread. I um, was uh so I did see that movie and I'm I'm assuming you didn't so we don't have to get into it like that. I did not. I started Squid Game and I assume that you didn't, but I didn't finish that, so we can save that for later. Too. I just finished that today. You just finished it. Yeah. Uh, I started getting. I felt myself getting too emotionally connected to the characters, and I stopped like in the second episode because I. Ali oh, it gets worse. Uh, Ali got home. It was like, hello, wife and child. You must go here while I, while I, while I do this, and this is what's happening. I'll join you later. And I pause. I remember pausing it and thinking, like, "Oh, this nigga gonna die." And yeah, I, you're, I, gonna, I you're gonna you're gonna feel worse and worse every episode until the really? end. Really? Fuck. Um, but uh, going back to Venom quickly, I I wanted to talk about it just because I I always have that stupid Eminem song in my head, and it's amazing to me that it exists and somebody cleared that and he got paid a lot of money to do that and i saw that he has a song in this one but unfortunately it's not hilarious i feel like they should have piggybacked off of the eminem venom song and just like doubled down on that it made something as ridiculous it's just a normal crappy eminem song so it's a bunch of that's an awfully hot coffee pot lyrical miracle in your swimming pool and it's featuring like three other people that i don't know who they are is it like other white rappers? Is it Logic again? They got Logic. No, no Yellow Wolf. No Yellow Wolf. No MGK. No, these is all the like Eminem clones, basically, with the exception of Logic. They just sprinkled some nigga, some nigga jeans in there for Logic and told him, like, you can say the N word. Logic is like spicy Eminem, basically, is what that is. It's like Eminem, but the smidge of a chance to say the word nigga is what that is. Does he say about. it? Who, Logic? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. he say nigga. He say nigga a lot. Yeah, I don't. He's he's saying nigga a lot. 
I only um I think I've heard two Logic songs really. There was that crappy, not really a song that was on a Rick and Morty episode. And then I remember on the radio it was a Everybody Bleed, Everybody People. Everybody bleed. I remember I was in the car with you when I played that shit. Everybody bleed. <laughs> and my blood is a slave and the master. It's like a devil something with the pastor. Uh motherfuckers say I should be proud to be black like my grandma didn't take a whip to the back some shit like that yeah it was a bunch of hip-hop ribbity rhymes um we've touched on logic already we talked about this we ain't done this already years ago and uh, he, he back on that bullshit funny enough i did find a funny clip of logic responding to joe button shitting on him and logic is just i i need to i'm gonna actually send you that video because it's a fair assessment considering uh Joe Button's ascent into hip hop granddad basically is like he's always upset about something and people like go to him. He's basically um fucking black Joe Rogan hip hop man, essentially. Even though I don't fuck with his podcast like that, I listen to the story of the dudes he was doing it with when they were talking about how they had their breakup and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. They were just saying that he was a uh, super shady and crazy, which is like who Joe Biden was. Yeah. Cause he was doing it with those two other guys and he was saying how he basically like fired them because they were asking to know how much money they were making and shit overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like real shasty shit. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the dudes he was rapping with or the dudes that he was doing the podcast? No, with? he on the podcast, he had the white dude, and then they brought in the black dude a little bit after that, and then it was the three yeah. of them doing the podcast. Okay, got you. That makes sense. So I found this fucking video, and it's basically logical reading the lyrics to pump it up. And he's doing it in like a William Shatner-esque spoken word fashion. Everybody excuse me for... Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's him going pump, 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 pump it up. Pump. We came to get it on. Order five rows and we came to get it on. Slate to get it on came to get it on Da-na-da. matter of fact fuck it i'm gonna read the lyrics myself because i can't find what it is i don't even know what the song is i don't know what is going on i don't it's like i don't know if it has a beginning a middle and an end i don't know if he's telling a story do we know what he was pumping up do we know where he was pumping it up at nobody's listening to those lyrics they were just dancing yeah, no, it was it was it was a great time. It was basically, and I'm skimming through. Look, pump it up if you came to get it crunk with the dame that shit and shit that's drunk. Wait, the time d- out. The dame is drunk. No, time out. The the chick is drunk. Okay, all right. Sorry, starting from again is pump up a pump 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 it up. Then it's pump 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 it up. Then he says pump 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 pump. Pump it up, and we do it like uh uh uh, and then he says, "Look, pump it up if you came to get it crunk with a dame and shit that's drunk. You came to get it on. 
more than five O's in your bank, then get it on. Roll up like that stank and get it on. Stank that fitted on came to get it on. So I think the song is about having sex with drunk women on purpose. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I don't want to. I want to keep reading. I'm not going. I'm going to see my, where my battery is at really quick. You can keep. Yeah, talking. do you think I don't want your shit to die. I'm going to just keep reading pump it up lyrics while you do what you got to do. All right, cool. So uh, let me see. Hold up. She want to work that twerk that. Then again, let me hurt that murk that till you got a hurt back you can't spit it out boo you got to slurp that can't mm. cuddle after we done it wasn't worth that joey i'm responsible for bringing jurors back you talking like you now talking about you making talking people about slurp it and they can't spend the night it. they can't spend the night no nah, you got to go home in the uber pool uber pool doesn't even exist because of the, the the pandemic right oh now. shit yeah i, I forgot yeah. about that yeah people can't be breathing on each other like left and right no more they cut that shit out uh it's a done deal um, the last thing that I had that I wanted to actually bring up was the fact that the largest cannabis cultivator facility in Illinois is supposed to be coming to Madison. So it's supposed to create a whole bunch of jobs. This was posted back in August. I don't know what the progress is on that because Illinois tends to drag with a lot of shit, but I wouldn't know because I'm from Chicago at Illinois. Uh, but it's going to be a new 558,000 square foot cannabis cultivation production oh, facility. That's kind of close 21. to me, man. Mm-hmm. On the 2100 block of Central Avenue. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be growing that shit and selling that shit. So, everybody get ready to smoke that bullshit. Hopefully, it's not Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that. I love doing that. I sent you the link in case you want to check it out and grow that weed. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And... Facebook went down along with WhatsApp and Instagram for like a whole day and a nigga lost $7 billion because it happened. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing about that for me is I don't be on none of that. And then I, I just mm-hmm. get on Twitter and I get annoyed. And then I remember how you're not on Twitter anymore. And I'm just like, man, when can I be smart like Delancey and finally let go of this last thread? It's 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 easy to do. I still miss people from from the app and such. And it's really sweet because there are certain individuals that reach out to me and check in. And it's definitely people you wouldn't have expected to do it because we're all um, relatively close through a thread, an internet thread of individuals. But people are like, hey, I'm checking in. I miss your presence. I miss so you don't do the Discord like, anymore either? The Discord? I do a little bit. Like, because people have reached out on it and checked in on me on there. So I've had like small conversations, but it was built for streaming stuff which we all know i didn't completely follow through on but do it it's always yes, an option i know i know i know i could that would be pretty awesome so i'm I'm looking back into that again but um yeah no it's it's been really nice and really sweet and stuff but yeah i would suggest to do just give yourself a break for a little bit just to i mean i, I take back. plenty of breaks i, I think it's mm-hmm. i think if there was no like news aspect to it yes that is the only thing that I do miss seeing news and what was going on as it was actually happening. Uh, Um, But yeah, it's just, I think the people that, you know, I like on there, there just isn't um, a lot of organic interaction. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, I can try hard. I'm not complaining like that. It's just, it's not taking place. And then I just see all types of bullshit. It's like, I follow mostly decent people and Mm -hmm. I still get nonsense 
retweeted onto my timeline of just loud and wrong, annoying people, and just made up stuff. Uh, yeah, I can only, I can only, I think that's what it is when it, it comes to the platform and everything is that you leave yourself open to the opinions and the thinkings of individuals. It gives everybody a voice. And I don't want to hear just, none of that. You don't want to hear it's, shit. Yeah. It's like when we would go to a social gathering and someone would start talking crazy and then we would like look at each other for a second. That's Always. like the whole Twitter timeline is those people. That's 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 what made us start a podcast in the first place. Funny enough, <laughs> like we would just we Reggie and I would go to so many things, so many events, be around so many different types of people. And anytime, anytime something happened or somebody said something that was like ridiculous in any way, form or fashion, we would just look at each other quietly and that's when i knew there was a synergy there and i would like to sit in front of a microphone and talk to this man for an hour to an hour half tops usually with the exception of two hour episodes but we do this um that shit it drains people are energy vampires man you know what you miss certain words is uh you remember the salt bay right yes and he had that restaurant and he was you know cutting it at your table apparently Right. Uh, so there's a bunch of knockoffs of the Salt Bay style restaurant now, and this lady posted this supposed, or I, I believe it's confirmed because people were mad and looking at the menu and stuff. It was like a $600 steak with gold leaf on top of it. That's nasty. And everybody's like, you're trying to flex with this, but it, it doesn't look good. And gold leaf doesn't taste like anything and it doesn't cost that much. And you just overpaid for a steak. And then she's like, y'all just broke. You don't know nothing. And then it was like a couple days later, she's like, oh, I know Timeline going to be mad again because I went back and got two steaks. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. why did I look at this? Yeah. And it, it makes you feel a little bit silly by proxy for having ingested it through your mind and seen it with your eyeballs. But it's life. It's life. Maybe it prepares you for bullshit. Um, Maybe it just feeds your need for bullshit i mean i've been around i miss stuff i think stuff's funny i wish i was on twitter when the verdict came through the r kelly was guilty for that shit because i'm pretty sure it was fucking hilarious you know what uh, I'm but you know people were hate tw- retweeting some stupid people oh really being you like them kids what? knew what they was doing how you gonna oh, get mad at r kelly my god yeah yeah that's always a possibility. We knew it was going to be somebody saying that and doing that. The uh, thing that annoyed me today on Twitter is uh, people are mad at a Twitch streamer for making too much money. Oh, yeah, because Twitch got hacked actually recently. And Twitch came out and said the ha- the hacking uh, was authentic. I saw that today, actually. Who was it? Who was the person? Uh, are you familiar with the Young Turks? Yes. Yeah, he, so he's he's like the nephew of that main dude and he used to do produce some content for them and then he got in a lot of trouble because he kind of he basically said that the usa deserved 9-11 so they had to like fire him interesting and then he he super blew up on twitch so he's he's basically just like a he's a millennial i believe I think he's at least 30, but yeah, he's basically like a Gen Z political commentator. Like he literally streams like 10 hours a day and he's just like ingesting the news and like talking about it in real time to like these huge ass, you know, Twitch rooms. To a younger crowd, it seems like, which is so cool. He people knows are mad people because they're like, he's making like $150,000 a month. And it's like, 
So? So? Like, I, I can understand that maybe that could be your first reaction, like your surprise or whatever, but I think you can still, you know, speak out about the ills of capitalism while making money. I think... Yeah. Yeah. The the hypocrite you can't you can't call that person a hypocrite until until you find out that they're using tax havens and whatever else to not pay any taxes or they're hiding money and mm-hmm. shit right like mm-hmm. he just happens to be making a lot of money I don't think that makes you I don't think that means you can't be in the sphere you can't talk about your political leanings but so that we was the all, outrage of the day yeah we all do need an income in order to be able to do the things that we if if it were possible i wouldn't work any jobs i would definitely do this with you if we had like an income based off of it and just because this is a passion this is what well I you gotta doing. start streaming on twitch god dang it i gotta start streaming ain't nobody trying to hear me by myself i mean i don't know i don't know maybe 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 my my perspective on it has like switched up a little bit because i mean we could co-stream i'm not so yeah, my thing is i'm not anti-streaming i just don't feel like there's a reason for me to stream i don't want to like i don't dream of being a streamer so i don't want to like stream to no one to build up a fan base that i'm not trying to have it's like if me and you were like hey like come through because we're gonna stream next friday and because there's a co-op game that's out or something like i would do that and it would be fun i'll move my playstation out to the whatever i would definitely yeah i would definitely do that yeah okay so we can look into it I, i have the necessary equipment and stuff but i just burnt out on learning how to use everything and have you I ever used one of these a gatorade bottle yeah one of these though one of those specific ones no i've never used one of those so i i never played any organized sports growing up and i was at five below and i saw one of these gatorade bottles and i was like you know what i have a lot of really good water bottles but none of them fit in the cup holder of my car but this one will so let me get it right Has it changed the problem life? is you have to drink out of this like you're an athlete, you have to shoot it into your mouth. You can't, because look. Oh. <laughs> like, it's cool that it doesn't leak, but you literally have to, like, jizz it into your you mouth. Have to, you have to grip it like Buddy from Spongebob with the mustard or whatever. Like, and just shoot it right into your mouth. Reggie is... I overdid it. That's going it. on TikTok. That's, that's going on TikTok. <laughs> this is it. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a clip. I've been waiting. Save this video. We got some video stuff to do. Yeah, no, that was perfect. Thank you for that. I'm really, I'm really happy that that happened. Did you, did you have anything that you want to bring up? This episode is like near and dear to my heart right now. I feel good that this happened. Uh, I came in uh, unprepared, so now I don't really have anything. I think you covered the like the kind of stuff. You know, it's like R. Kelly happened, and yeah. you had some good local stuff. I have yeah. to. Uh, do laundry at a laundromat because our dryer's broken. Oh, that's right, it's still messed and up. And I don't, okay, I don't have a uh, drying rack. I feel you. It's all good, but um, sweet. I guess this has uh, just been another episode of Spit Sessions. We want to thank you guys for coming through and being a part of what it is that we do. Um, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't shared an episode or something like that, go ahead and do that. We're trying to get back into the. Swing so you're saying we're back. We're back. We are back. Okay, back. so I will do my part to be more engaged as well because I was just letting you have your space and be in pain over in your corner. But now, if you're back, mm-hmm. let's be back. I'm back. I'm definitely back. Yeah, and I, I do want to do this. And honestly, 
when I took moments to myself, I thought like, you know, I want to get back into the things I love doing, the things that I'm passionate about, my creative outlets, and this is definitely it. Um, I would go so far as saying that I didn't start becoming the person that I am today until we started doing this show and it's near and dear to me and I enjoy doing it. So I'm happy to be doing it again. Um, we are back and we're going to keep pumping out episodes and working on everything and trying to make sure the content is something that you all would enjoy. And these episodes are easy to do when I'm looking at Reggie because we used to do record these without the video. So we couldn't see one another's, but it's, it is way easier to do these when I can see your expressions and, and, and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. Keep checking us out and share it and subscribe and like it on anything that'll let you review us. Please and thank you. But we love you guys. Peace out. What?